This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Today, we are talking about organ donation, and that's because there's a new report out that says 223 patients died while waiting for an organ transplant last year. The Canadian Institute for Health Information put this report out, and according to that organization, the data shows that Canada is struggling to kind of keep pace with the needs of patients, even though our transplant practices have really improved. Now, the rates of organ donation have increased over the past 10 years. Problem is, wait times are what are continuing to cost patients their lives. They found that nearly 3,000 organ transplants were performed in Canada in 2018. That is a 33% increase since 2009, but more Canadians were still waiting for an organ transplant as well. We wanted to talk more about this now. Our guest is Greg Webster, Director of Acute and Ambulatory Care for the Canadian Institute for Health Information. Greg, thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you for your interest. Well, this is a very hot topic for a lot of people out there. I think it's near and dear because a lot of people know someone or they are that person on the list. Are we seeing more people in need of organ transplants? Uh, Yes, uh, the need for organ transplantation is is growing um, in part as the population size grows and also uh, with an aging population and certain chronic conditions are also increasing uh, and leading to the need for more organ transplants. What would you say are the most in-demand areas? Uh, by far, uh, the need for kidney transplants, and this is related to uh, what we call end-stage renal disease. So when a person through a number of, for uh, one of a number of reasons, um, most often, for example, diabetes can lead to deterioration of kidney function, and uh, eventually the person's kidneys may be at, at a point where they're no longer able to support the body's needs. And at that point, it's end-stage kidney disease. And in order for the patient to remain alive, they need um, to either be on dialysis on a regular basis or to receive a transplant. And when they receive a kidney transplant, it can either be from a deceased donor, someone that's passed away and agreed to uh, donate their organs, or from a living donor. Across Canada, there were over uh, 1,700 kidney transplants done in 2018. Is that an increase over what we've seen in years past? Uh, It is an increase uh, over the past 10 years. Um, Between 2017 and 2018, we did see the increases that we'd seen over the past 10 years have sort of leveled off. Mm. Um, But we also know that... um, there are more and more people that have end-stage renal disease that need either dialysis or transplant. And we do know that the quality of life for patients that receive a functioning transplant is usually better than it is for someone who's on dialysis. And long-term survival can also be better. Is kidneys, is this a bit of a different area than other organ donation, Greg? Because people can also be living kidney donors, can't they? Uh, Yes, they can. So, both kidneys and uh, livers can be supported uh, by living donors. Um, so there are opportunities to, to help meet the need for uh, kidney transplants through both deceased donation and also living donation, and also to some extent for livers as well. 
And when it comes to being an organ donor, what is the reason do you think that more people aren't doing it? Is it not enough information? Are we not making it easy enough for people? Well, I think um, I think in recent years, in particular, there's been a lot of effort to, to raise awareness around um, the importance of of considering organ donation. Obviously, it's a very personal choice, um, but I think most Canadians are aware of the processes. But more education continues to help with that, and, and many Canadians do decide to be uh, indicate their intention that they would like to be an organ donor. It's also important that they speak with their family members about their wishes um, should they pass away um, so that their family members don't feel conflicted around following through on their wishes. Ah, does that sometimes happen? uh, There is some research that does show that sometimes that can happen where um, maybe all family members aren't aware of what the person's wishes were and then that can and it's also obviously a very stressful time for a family when someone passes away, especially if it's unexpected. Um, the other thing that comes into play as well around being a deceased donor is uh, the medical suitability of the person. It can be affected by um, their health and chronic conditions that they may or may not have. Uh, but most um, people are eligible to be donors. The other thing that um, that's really important is... Um, is taking a Canada-wide approach to maximizing donation and transplantation um, because you may have someone who wants to be a, who is say a deceased donor and they they're offering up um, all of their organs to be available to someone who needs them uh, and a deceased donor can make up to eight organs available <clears throat> but there may be someone at the other end of the country that is a good match for that organ. But for system issues across provinces, um, there can be missed opportunities there. Uh, And that's a sad thing for the Mm. deceased donor and their family, but it's even more significant for the patient who's on the waiting list and would tremendously benefit and perhaps be able to survive if that uh, match was able to be made. Right. There are a a lot of people working in the system, very committed to helping to improve how well the system functions uh, at a, from a Canada-wide perspective. It sounds like, though, Greg, that we are a bit too much still in our silos, our provincial silos, when it comes to this issue. Um, I, I think people working in the system and delivering care, um, there there are good sharing practices in place, but it, I think in general people would think that there are opportunities to make it even better. So it's not that there's no coordination, it's just that the coordination could be enhanced. Um, and that has benefits for for patients, their families, and everybody working in the system. Right. So we're good, but we still have work to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's my impression. Yes. All right, Greg. Thank you so much for your time on this. Thank you very much. Appreciate your interest. Well, anything we can do to put the message out there, that's Greg Webster, Director of Acute and Ambulatory Care for Canadian Institute for Health Information.